0: Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. September is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Ovarian cancer is the fifth leading cause of cancer-related deaths for women aged 35 to 74 and 1 in 75 women will be diagnosed with the disease during their lifetime. Due to ovarian cancer's nonspecific symptoms and a lack of early detection tests, 20% of all cases are found early. And, due to the nature of the disease, each woman diagnosed with ovarian cancer has a different profile, making it difficult to provide a general prognosis. In honor of Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month, we sat down with an ovarian cancer survivor and her oncologist. In 2016, 56-year-old Marion Roth was diagnosed with a rare type of ovarian cancer that accounts for just 2% of all ovarian tumors. With no family history of cancer and a healthy lifestyle, Marion was shocked to learn of her diagnosis. The months leading up to her diagnosis, Marion constantly felt bloated and nauseous after meals and had constant indigestion and frequent urination. She thought these were just the normal signs of aging that many women experience. Back pain ultimately led her to her OBGYN, who then referred her to Danbury Hospital in Connecticut. It was there that Marion met Dr. Vagan Andekin, a gynecologic oncologist. Today, we speak with both Marion and Dr. Andekin about Marion's cancer journey. Thank you both for joining me today. So Marion, to begin, can you give some background about yourself and how you found out about your cancer diagnosis?
1: Sure, I'll be happy to. I am a 56-year-old woman, and I was struggling with uh, back pain and some abdominal distension, and I have no family history of any sort of cancer, and I've been type 1 diabetic for 48 years. So um, some of the symptoms I had, weight loss and frequent urination and a number of other things, took me to the primary care doctor who after exploring, uh, ruling out some things, sent me to a a gynecologist on the team who quickly uh, examined me and sent me in for some additional tests to see what was happening in what turned out to be an ovarian cancer journey.
0: Following your diagnosis, what ultimately led you to Dr. Antikin?
1: Well, uh, because I live in Fairfield County, and the team there is fantastic and close by and came certainly highly recommended by um, Dr. Rubin, who was a gynecologist whose practice I did use, and he assured me you know, that he would send his wife or mother. Uh, there was no need to look anywhere else, and he certainly encouraged me immediately to follow up with the OBGYN oncologist. So that's what led me to uh, the network. And then Dr. Andekin in and the Western Connecticut network took it from there to uh, manage the many aspects of my care that were necessary.
0: And Dr. Andekin, can you give some background on yourself and the appointment where you first met Marion?
2: So I am board-certified GYN oncologist. I joined Western Connecticut Health Network about two years ago. Before that, I was practicing in New York where I did my training at Memorial Sloan-Kettering Cancer Center and Mount Sinai. I joined practice here in July 2016 where I work close with two of my other colleagues, Dr. Rutherford and Dr. Samuelson. And we met Marian here in our practice, then we operated on Marian. And obviously, as Marian mentioned, this is not a one-step process, it's a journey. Uh, So it was a major operation followed by intensive chemotherapy, the obstacles for underlying diabetes, and we have the resources here in place uh, together with Dr. Savino and Dr. Jane and myself, we came up with a good plan how to execute safe treatment for Marion after surgery. And then she continued her care with us and very happy to say that Marion is disease-free. So she continues to see us uh, on a regular basis every three months to monitor, to make sure the cancer didn't come back and see whether we can help her in any way we can. Uh, Cancer is never just a, a physical disease. It's also emotional. Uh, we help uh, our patients with their social issues and address as they come.
0: So taking a deeper dive into Marion's diagnosis and her cancer journey, she was diagnosed with a rare form of ovarian cancer. Can you give some backgrounds on this type of cancer and the difficulty of treating it?
2: This type of cancer comprise about 1 to 2% of all ovarian cancer patients and this called granulosa cell tumor uh, so that cancer arises from uh, hormonal uh, hormonally active cells ovary itself is not a one um, type of tissue it contains many many layers surface of ovary and uh, gives a rise for typical ovarian cancer epithelial ovarian cancer there are germ cell tumors and there's this type of cancer they call sex cord str- stromal tumors. This cancer tend to come in two ages: at the younger age in 20s and uh, in the second uh, late in 40s in 50s. Uh, so the difficulties of this cancer that uh, th- symptoms are not specific: back pain, abdominal discomfort, bloating. Uh, weight loss. So, in it's a lot of time, patient diagnosed at late stage because um, they feel like this is chronic issue, doesn't require attention. Uh, and when they first diagnose one of the most important is the stage of the disease. Based on stage, we decide on um, treatment, additional treatment if it's warranted. Uh, luckily, this cancer tend to come back very rare. However, it can come back uh, after five or ten years. It's important to continue to follow up with a uh, physician who perform operation, who treat it, uh, to make sure this is not the case. And, um, nevertheless, if God forbid cancer come back, that we can always uh, treat those the patients. The outcomes are relatively better compared to other ovarian cancer.
0: As you mentioned, Marion is also living with type 1 diabetes. How did this further complicate her diagnosis, and how did it underscore the need for a multidisciplinary team to treat her?
2: So the type 1 diabetes, especially for 40 years with insulin pop, that uh, placed Marion at higher risk for, uh, first of all, surgical complication, then chemotherapy. When we administer chemotherapy, we administer certain medication to decrease risk of allergic reaction, and those medications tend to uh, interfere with uh, diabetes. Uh, they increase the demand of insulin, and uh, that requires close collaboration with endocrinologist Dr. Savina, who was very instrumental in care of Marion. Uh, requires awareness from medical oncology team. And, and, and us, uh, be vigilant, uh, accurate, and be on top of uh, blood work, symptoms of Myriam, uh, because uh, um, uh, the room for error is very low here. So it's very difficult to manage have uh, 1 diabetes with, with chemotherapy.
0: So how did you ultimately decide on the treatment protocol for Marion?
2: So, the treatment of ovarian cancer, especially this type uh, of cancer, because of the numbers of low, so we don't have very solid data on uh, based on randomized trials. Uh, uh, however, p- there are risk features uh, of ovarian cancer, for marin one of them was uh, tumor rupture and tumor on the surface of ovary that places Merian at higher risk of cancer coming back and the size of the tumor. Luckily, the tumor did not travel to uh, other part of her abdominal cavity, and um, she was diagnosed with stage 1C ovarian cancer. And we offered Merian um, chemotherapy to decrease uh, chance of cancer coming back that's how we decided on this one. As a group of doctors, we meet uh, in our organization uh, at a uh, biweekly basis and discuss uh, our cases. So every surgical case was diagnosed of ovarian cancer presented at our tumor board. And as a group of doctors, we meet there and based on our experience, based on national guidelines, based on patients, um, uh, individual factor, we tailor the treatment.
0: And Marion, it goes without saying that this was a very difficult time and the diagnosis came as a shock. You had no family history, you were seemingly healthy, You lived a healthy lifestyle. So how did the support from Dr. Kent and your other doctors help you following your diagnosis and during treatment?
1: Um, it was huge because it was a team from the point of uh, pre-diagnosis to having the various specials, specialists from the regular doctor, your your um, practitioner to the specialist was critical, as well as there was no differing of opinions within the group. So I felt confident and you know ready to move forward on a positive note that this treatment would be difficult but not insurmountable and uh, the right thing to do.
0: While you couldn't control your diagnosis, you took control of what you could—your outlook. How important was keeping positive during this journey?
1: Um, I think it was critical because uh, what got me into I, probably some of the position. You're, you can't completely control how your body responds, but I believe that your, you know, good health starts with uh, eating right, exercise, proper rest, and um, I could control those things and. I think that that helps rebuild your attitude. Um, You know, the cells rebuild themselves. So I think taking control, um, being diabetic for years and having to balance diet, exercise, and emotion, and knowing that those affect you every day on blood sugar, I think put me in a position to handle the chemotherapy. Although, you know, there were many times where it's it's not positive. uh, The the feelings that it, you know, what it does to your body to break it down is pretty dramatic, exhaustion and and dealing with the emotional component. However, the team that I was working with uh, through the Western Connecticut Network and Danbury Hospital was a team approach that put me in touch with all of the, um, whether it be financial, emotional, you know, any help that I needed to deal with this. Uh, both working with them and referring me to Anne's place uh, in Danbury, uh, provided me with support groups and education and other things beyond just the um, medical treatment.
0: During treatment, you set a goal of getting through the rest of your treatments and overcoming the cancer so you can go on an African safari. How did looking forward towards the future and having set goals help you through your cancer journey?
1: it was huge it it had the opportunity was to to envision you know do you want to live some people get so worn down and so depressed that they they make their own choices so it was my choice to say hey i can't cure diabetes but i can cure cancer and i believe that by focusing on living in the moment and then having a a reason and a desire to move forward and someone had suggested to me I had always dreamed of, of going to Africa and someone who was a cancer survivor said, you can help me by um, teaching these young people how to interview and teaching their parents how to sew and get them out of poverty. Seeing the animals, the circle of life in the Serengeti um, was a little bit of understanding that, you know, we are alive right now and there is a circle of life. So it, it It was all part of the recovery from both medical and an emotional standpoint is to realize that kindness and compassion and circumstances, um, everyone has challenges. So I got to see um, the challenges of the people in Africa um, and compare them to look at all the good fortune that I have here, medical care and, um, you know, clean water and heat and all of the things that other people um, do not have. So I think that positive attitude and pushing yourself forward to be able to accept the care and the recommendations and focus on um, it's, it's not forever, it's for right now and I, I could get better and I could be cured.
0: And what advice do you have for anyone else going through a similar situation?
1: Um, I would have the advice of um, ask a lot of questions and go to a good team like I did. There was a team approach, and um, I had to advocate for my own care and make sure that that I felt like I was doing my due diligence, my responsibility as a patient, and I got a huge team that was a very, very qualified, uh, compassionate, very communicative. And they work together. So I would say, you know, get your team in order um, medically, and then also get your team in order to help you um, emotionally and psychologically be able to get you where you need to be um, to support you.
0: So, do either of you have any final thoughts, or anything else you think is important to bring up? Uh, I,
1: I would just say that other than uh, the the cancer uh, medical team, which is amazing, is that I had the latest in insulin pump therapy uh, was using a, a sensor and an insulin pump that uh, enabled me to weather the demands on the, on my body the, for managing my blood sugar and put me in the the driver's seat with under medical care to be able to take as much insulin as I needed to. Make sure that I could handle the steroids and that the they would prevent allergic reaction and be managed and monitored with the insulin so I think it was a it, the story is that you do have choices along the way, and I am you know very grateful for the care that I received because it was it was exceptionally good care and um guided me all along the way so wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for the quality of the care and the quality of the other resources, emotionally and financially and otherwise, that,
0: that I was able to receive. And Dr. Antikin, anything you want to add?
2: Yes, I would add that this is ovarian uh, cancer awareness month. Marion's stories uh, falls into the many, many I heard uh, in the past. Uh, we're here to help. Uh, so as a physician. Our first oath is to not hurt patients, help them educate, answer their question. Other they that they may arise. Please, when you have symptoms such as abdominal pain, discomfort, blo- bloating, don't neglect them. Bring it attention to your general practitioner. And based on that uh, initial assessment that you may need additional test, imaging, Please be diligent about them. Don't delay. Ask questions as many as you want. Uh, Look for help and always think positively. So I know cancer diagnosis could be frustrating and uh, depressing. However, there's always hope. Uh, There's always cure. We're working on molecular level to understand uh, what cancer is in terms of mutations. And, actually, there's many new drugs coming on market. Uh, Surgery is an important step in managing cancer, right team, right place. Infrastructure is critical, and uh, remaining positive, despite sometimes difficult situation, is a key for success. And Marianne reflect all what I said in terms of her attitude. She helped us tremendously. It, it always takes two, it, your team and your patient. She was great, and she helped us uh, to uh, achieve her goals.
0: Great. Well, thank you both so much again for sharing your stories.
2: You're welcome.
0: Thank you very much.
1: And thank you, doctor, and for the, the great care that I continue to get.
0: About ovarian cancer, management challenges, and current treatments, go to AJMC.com or see the show notes.